I'm Michael Brennis, and this is the Showbiz Roundup. Trumpeter Emily Kuhn is another in a string of Oberlin grads who's finding Chicago to be a fertile place to hone her chops and artistic vision among welcoming peers. She set the bar high in 2020 with her debut recording Sky Stories that features vocals, strings, and multiple ensembles. The album release tour for her new quintet record, Ghosts of Us, is sure to scare up some eager listeners. My guest this morning is Emily Kuhn. Uh, Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, Let's go a little out of order here and start by talking about your first record, Sky Stories, that came out in 2020. Um, I find this record to be really kind of expansive, especially for a debut recording. I mean, you have a quintet augmented by string quartet and voice and even like a vocal ensemble on the first track. And then some of the tracks, it sort of alternates with a group that's a double trumpet quartet. Was this the culmination of a a long writing process for you? How long did it take you to assemble the material for that record? That's a good question. Um, Definitely a long time. Um, I think it was all material that I had written after moving to Chicago in 2016. Um, And so I think probably from over the course of maybe three or four years, I had written a lot of songs. And then I really amped up the writing in 2018 when I um, like found some string players who I was really excited to play with and um, started getting to know some musicians who I knew I wanted to record with. Um, so I would say like really two years of focused writing and rehearsing. And you're also the lyricist for this record. Not everyone can do that. Yeah, I, I tried my best. <laughs> Um, yeah, actually a funny thing that happened on this record was that I, um, originally the song Roses was set to the Mary Oliver poem Roses. Um, and I had written the song, like made all the plans to record and I reached out to her for the rights and, um, found that from her estate that she didn't want her poem set to music. Mm. So I had to rewrite all of those lyrics, um, before we recorded it. But yeah, I like writing lyrics. It's a fun challenge. Do you do that in other contexts, you know, different styles of music? Not that much. I, um, I've written one bluegrass tune, um, and I have been experimenting with writing some music, some, uh, lyrics actually for the band on my recent record, um, because the piano player, Megan Stagel is a really great vocalist. So I, we have a couple new tunes that we're working on, um, that have vocals as well. It's always helpful to have multi-instrumentalists or or singers who can play and players who can sing in the band to sort of expand the, the palette. Definitely. My impression of that record was that maybe some parts of it were recorded separately. Like, obviously, it's really hard to record a string quartet with a jazz band yeah. at the same time. What was the recording process like for that? It was really interesting. I It was sort of crazy as a first record because I didn't know what I was getting in for at all. But um, we recorded the core like rhythm section plus trumpet and saxophone first 
Um, and then we had a separate recording session for the string quartet, which we layered on top of it. Um, and then we had a separate vocal recording session. Um, so we definitely did it in a lot of stages. Yeah, I was, I was surprised by how long, I mean, I shouldn't have been, but I was surprised by how long everything took. Were you working with a producer of, did you hire someone to produce your record, that kind of thing? Yeah, I was working with um, Shane Hendrickson, who mixed and, uh, or like recorded and mixed it. I, I sort of, I like took the reins in the studio of like direction, but he definitely had a huge impact on the sound. Chicago has a long and continuous jazz and creative music history starting early in the 20th century with like King Oliver on cornet and Louis Armstrong, among many, many others. And it seems to me that there's quite an assemblage of younger players in Chicago now, let's say people in their 20s, um, who are drawing on that rich history, but also reimagining the music, kind of remaking it to be their own. Do you feel this is true? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think for me personally, I didn't know a lot about Chicago when I moved here. Um, and so like what I've learned about Chicago's jazz history has mostly been like recent. Like I, I think it wasn't a huge part of, um, I moved here because I knew some younger musicians who were here and I saw them making music that I liked um, more than anything. Um, but I definitely think there's like such a diverse jazz scene where people are just doing all sorts of different projects and there's such a heavy, like free jazz experimental music component. And there's also like a really rich, more like traditional straight ahead jazz scene. So that's something that's really special about being here. Do you feel connected to the musicians of previous generations? Those who are still active on the scene? Yeah. I mean, I would always love to be more connected, I think. Like, there's just so many people here. And so I have, you know, I've gotten to know the people that I've gotten to know, but I, there's so many people that I don't know as well as I would like to or haven't played with. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think there's like, it's just such a creative place to be. And you can tell that there's so much history here in the way that people play and the way that people like approach community. So you went to Oberlin. Um, you, you sort of you sort of uh, mentioned this a little bit, but it seems like there's almost a pipeline of musicians coming straight from Oberlin to Chicago. Definitely. Uh, can you talk more about why why you think that might be and why you chose to make that that move too? Yeah, um, I think that um, part of it is that the music scene in Chicago really lines up with the types of music people are playing at Oberlin. Like I think in artistically, there was a really strong emphasis at Oberlin on bands. And there were a lot of like student bands that formed that got really, really tight. Um, and I think that like, this is a place where you can do that. And people are really open to like being part of a band that's like, maybe not just totally straight ahead, or that's maybe like experiment experimenting with some different sounds. Um, and so I think a lot of people who go to Oberlin are really drawn to that scene. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I sort of decided to move here a little bit on a whim, but like I saw like in the a couple of years ahead of me, there were some jazz musicians at Oberlin who had come here. Like one example would be like the band Sun Speak with Nate Friedman and Matt Gold. I saw them like doing really well and making some incredible music out here. Um, 
And there were a couple other people like in my year who were already planning to move out here. And so it just felt like there was already some sort of support network. Um, and it felt like a place that musically was going to feel it was going to push me um, and also be in line with what I wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, Matt Gold is doing quite well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I think part of it also is just geographical. Um, it's Chicago is like a five hour drive from Oberlin. So it's not, doesn't feel as far away as like moving out to New York or California. And uh, I mean, geographically for you coming from Charlottesville, Virginia to Oberlin, now to Chicago, are you going to continue your trajectory West from there? Who knows? <laughs> it's a great question. I like Chicago though. I could, I could stay here for a while. Like maybe grad school in San Francisco or something like that. I mean, could be awesome. <laughs> Every time I um, teach at Stanford Jazz Workshop over the summers out in Palo Alto. Um, and every time I'm out there, I'm like, oh, man, I should just move here. This is great. Well, it is West, so it would make sense. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Let's talk about the the new record, Ghosts of Us, that came out, the new record that came out in June. Um, this is a quintet record with piano and guitar, six originals, um, it seems like you're drawing inspiration from a variety of sources, pandemic era, impressions, literary themes, life events, presumably. Uh, this strikes me as more of an artistic statement than just a collection of tunes. Is that how you approached this record? And did you have certain contours in mind from the beginning? Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I wrote most of the music through the pandemic and I definitely see the tunes as like, sort of impressions of how I was feeling at certain moments. And just like, I think each tune on the album sort of captures like a moment in time or a really specific, like emotional thing that was going on. Um, so it feels very personal. And I had written these songs. And um, when I was thinking about doing another recording project, I realized they just all felt really cohesive together. Um, so I wrote the songs first before deciding to put them together as a collection. But when I did, it was very clear that it was going to sound as like one artistic thing. Your description of one of the tunes prompted me to look up one of the authors. Uh, you'll have to remind me her name, N.K. Oh, N.K. Jemison. Yeah. I was trying to find the book or whatever that you were you were referencing there. And um, it turned out that it's a book my wife had, had read and was talking to me about when she read it, though with the origins and all that. Oh, stuff. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite trilogies. How did that speak to you directly? I'm not sure. I, I just loved it. I read it and I just was like, I couldn't stop. I couldn't put it down. Um, and I think something that I find really compelling about that series is um, sort of the idea that there are like multiple apocalypses and the earth keeps surviving through them, but people come and go and there's all of these cycles that happen over the course of the book. Um, and it felt very relevant to the pandemic where um, it wasn't like the world was literally ending, but there was, there was so much loss during the time and like, even like little losses, just like people's lives turning upside down and um, people like changing the way they were approaching things like so like even just on a really small scale like my work situation changed a lot during the pandemic and like the way that i was living my life changed a lot and so i thought that the idea of like mourning these small changes and then also mourning the bigger changes that were happening and like 
obviously like, you know, loss of life during COVID and everything like that. Um, the, those, that trilogy just felt very relevant. Um, yeah. And like that framework of like, the earth is going to survive no matter what you do, but, um, people might not. And there's all of these different cycles. I know you also have a bachelor's in, is it environmental science? Mm -hmm. Yeah, environmental studies. Environmental studies. How does that inform what you do now, if, if it does in any way? Yeah, I think that the main thing that I've taken away from that has been sort of like almost literary. Like I think I've been drawn to read a lot of books like N.K. Jemisin and like Mary Oliver's writing that's very sort of takes, puts a value on the earth and um, has an environmental justice bent to it. Um, and I think that I try to represent those themes in my music. Like I think in both records on Sky Stories, that was definitely a big part of my vision for it. Um, and then on Ghosts of Us, I think like the idea that we're all here in a place together um, and we're like, figuring out how to go through life together collectively on this earth, I think is um, something that I took away from that environmental studies program. It feels like some of us are doing that and others of us are doing quite the opposite. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Tell me about the band that recorded the record with you. Who is involved in that? Yeah. So um, I love this band dearly. It's such a fun group to play with. Um, so um, the guitar player is Eric Scove. Um, the piano player is Megan Stagel. The bass player is Kit Lyles. And the drummer is Gustavo Cortinius. Um, And they're like four of my closest collaborators. Um, we play, we all play in each other's groups as well. We've I've played with them in a lot of different contexts. Um, so I feel like we have a really, really strong connection of trust, um, which makes for really fun music. And it means I can bring in a tune and say, like, here's my sketch for this tune. Here's like maybe a couple of aesthetic ideas that I have. Like, let's just try it. Um, and I've been able to like sort of workshop the songs with them a lot, which has been really helpful, I think. Is that the same group that will be joining you at North Street Cabaret? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be our album release tour and we have the full quintet for, yeah, for all of the shows. So what's next? What are you working on now? I know the way these things work, you've probably got your next record in the works even. Sort of, yeah. I Last um, winter, I did a residency through the Lumen Arts Cultural Foundation um, up at this place called Oxbow School of Art um, in Michigan. And I wrote like a whole new set of music there. So I think I'm, and actually we'll be playing some of those songs at North Street Cabaret as well. Um, so I think that's probably going to be the next thing. I don't have any concrete plans to record yet, but I think that's, it's feeling like there's a suite of music in the works um, that's sort of about flying so far, but we'll see how it changes. Um, yeah. And then I guess that's the main thing. I'm like always writing, so we'll see what else emerges. Well, Emily Kuhn, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And we're looking forward to the CD release show coming up at North Street Cabaret. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
That's it for this edition of the Showbiz Roundup. Our theme music is a composition by me, performed by Outside the Sphere, an experimental duo consisting of Tony Barba and myself, with special guest Sebastian Brennis on trombone. If you'd like more info about this show, you can head over to bluestemjazz.org. Be sure to check out the venue's website at northstreetcabaret.com. And you can follow my doings or be in touch via rattletickbuzz.com. Catch you later.